You are listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we have with us Bradley Mercer. He works in Columbia, Missouri at the University of Missouri. He's doing what he can to reach students, in particular international students, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Bradley, thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Better Together podcast. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be here. Thanks, Eddie. Now, how does a North Carolina boy end up in Missouri? What happened there? <laughs> well, um, I believe it was with it was about the right people being placed in my life at the right time, um, divinely, of course. Um, so over the years, I had been in many different uh, situations and many different leadership experiences in the church and on missions trips, and um, I think. Through all those trips and all the experiences that I had, the Lord was ultimately preparing me for a for a multicultural ministry like this. Um, he knew what he was doing. So, so that so Aaron Pontius kind of reaches out to you, and you start praying, and next thing you know, you're living in uh, in Missouri. That's uh, right, in the foreign so, land of Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, our listeners are probably thinking, well, big deal. There's a lot of pastors. There's a lot of people ministering in Missouri, but really your ministry is a bit different than what we see in most settings. Tell us what kind of ministry you have in Missouri. So, yes, I I moved to Columbia um, in September of this year. So I've only hardly been here for two months and I've been here to serve the growing international student community. At, at the University of Missouri. And there's actually, it's a very diverse town. Um, I came to find out, I was actually surprised um, more so when I got here, but there are around 3,700 international students on campus, international students and scholars. And there is around 110 different countries that are represented. Um, so it's a huge and, and ripe field. And, and right now what this looks for me is 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 exhausting most of my time between pouring into the relationships that I've already made, um, learning learning the ways I can best serve the international student community, and upon learning those things, navigating the best ways to fill those needs. Um, this happens. It can be in seemingly small ways, like providing a bicycle for a student who doesn't have uh, means of transportation, which I've already done a couple things like that, and or a bit larger things like setting up English conversation. Um, partner groups that will happen every Tuesday night at Rejoice starting in November. So different. And I, you have to, you have to have some sense of flexibility and availability with this because, you know, as like, I'm, as I've said, I'm new. Um, God is continuing to open up more doors than I was aware of. So I'm definitely being flexible with it too. <laughs> That's great. So people are probably listening. They're thinking, you know, I've got a college in my town. Uh, Seems like there's a wonderful college in the Raleigh area. Uh, I think they call them the Wolfpack. But anyway, they have that particular college has over 5,000 international students. Right. So, as you think of it, if the listeners, if they've got a college close to them, uh, you mentioned 110 different countries there at the University of Missouri. They probably have something like that too, don't they? Probably, probably more. So I'm listening and I'm like, this Bradley guy, it sounds like it's a good ministry. What if I wanted to do something like that at a college that's close to me? 
Uh, what I know you're you're kind of new in this, but you've already gone through the fall orientation for the international students. Uh, we're midway through. We've already passed um, fall break and all of that for the college that you're at. What kinds of things could a church do to reach out to international students in their area? Right. Well, of course, I I want to commend churches for having this kind of conviction, because as you can see, um, this is all part of the exponentially growing international students that are being sent from countries that we can't get into as Christians. Um, they're being sent to our, it's our nation and they're right here with us. So um, understanding that I am new though, people, people come up to me and that they, they hope that I have this secret formula for, to, to, to reach international students, which I'm still learning these things by my, on my own, on my own. But I will say I, you have to be willing well, for, willing to learn from the programs that have already been established, because in a sense, you you don't you have to remember there's already people that, have, that, are, that are reaching international students, whether it be it from a religious standpoint or not. There are people that are already reaching them um, and you don't want to reinvent the wheel that has already worked for so long. Um, does this mean you can't come up with something on your own later on? No, um, no. But I'm only saying that's probably secondary at, at that point, at least at this point reaching out to those people and um, communicating with those people, it, it, it gets your feet wet and helps you to start building your own connections and be, and being patient with your vision too, because I, I moved to the field and I have all these dreams and aspirations in mind. Like I want to get things done yesterday. Um, but I've definitely been, been learning patience in this season because there's people that have already been doing it for so long um, and they found great success in it. Um, so and mo most colleges and universities, they, yeah. they have an international student affairs office of some sorts. Yeah. Um, Let's stop there for just a minute, Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. First thing you mentioned is a lot of these students are from countries that uh, we we can't legally send missionaries to. And so let's just put that out there for a minute. Historically, I think the number one country has been China, but it looks like this year India passed China. Mm. So we're thinking India, we're thinking China. Uh, we have other countries, even like I think number 11 is Japan. We can send missionaries there, but they're here. So that's the one thing you're mentioning is how a lot of people are coming from countries that we can't go to. So you're commending churches to want to reach them. That's a good thing. Absolutely. The other thing you mentioned was getting involved. And I know you were about to go into that some more, but they could talk to groups like crew. Uh, and it sounds like just examine with the, with the college that's in their area, what ministries are already there and what you're saying is partner with them, if yes, at all sir. possible, if they've got something going. And then when I kind of stopped you there, you were starting to talk about every, every university has a, a international student group or, or whatever. So you're, you're saying they should make contact with them. Absolutely. Because I mean, these, these international student affairs offices, um, they remember you're probably not the only one that wants to help international students in the community and all these different outside organizations, student aids, volunteer opportunities, whatever they may be, they likely have a common connection with the international students affairs office. So about getting in touch with them, getting their phone number, emailing them, being present there um, as much as you can. Um, and that's, if I can keep, if I can keep going on, like I, I can talk all day, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I will say you also have to have the personnel that is 
that is passionate enough to be consistent on, a, on, on and present on campus too. That's um, good. So they need to go to the activities on the campus and uh, right. And what you're saying is, yes, go to ball games, but other things that, that would be lightly attended, but right. where you have a better chance of getting to know people. Uh, right. So- because if the majority of international students don't have the means to travel, um, mm. proximity is is important to them. So where are you going to where are you going to find these students where you're going to find them where their work is at? Um, you can't really expect them to be anywhere outside as, as often as you'd see them inside or in, in the grounds of campus. So and I, I will say, too, I'll add that it's important that you need to understand that you have to be the initiator in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to understand these these students, they're, they're from other parts of the world. They either don't know English, they, they speak English, but they, they don't know it well enough to approach you confidently, or they speak English very well and yet still feel a sense of seclusion from everyone else. So they are closed off. So you have to be the initiator in any in any conversation that you find yourself in, even if it's with like the International Student Affairs Office. At least this is from what what I've experienced. And I don't mind being that person, but um, I know some people are not as not as uh, open as I am when it comes to talking to people. <laughs> yeah, but, so, yeah, so you're you're what you're saying is you're can be a little bit of uh, extrovert, if you will, yes. <laughs> in this setting. You know, you you're asking everybody to think about that. Take that first step uh, because they may be they may struggle a bit with their English skills, even though they passed TOLF and all the rest of it. Um, but I think I'm also hearing from you just putting out on Facebook. Hey, you're invited to our church. Not going to cut it. Most Absolutely. of them really don't have uh, transportation and so forth. And yes, uh, and maybe that can be some opportunities too, because really they're they're here for the duration of their degree, so they don't have anywhere to go over the holidays, over the spring break, and that that and so forth. Do they? No, no, they don't. Um, in fact, I'm I'm getting I'm meeting a few international students the Tuesday before Thanksgiving just to just to have Thanksgiving dinner with them because they don't. Most of these students that I've met at least they're they have families of their own um in their home country and they can't return to them so just giving yeah. them a place to have community like that um means means the world to them and they they come to this country like i think it's important for us to understand they come to this country with all these expectations in mind just like you would if you went to another country like you want to you want to learn the culture you want to meet people you want to make friends yeah, they they are searching for their education on the surface level, but there's a lot of things um, that are deeper that, that that they want and they're they're actually expecting, but they just don't know how to get it. And you you have the means, being the the Christian person that you are, you have you should have the, the means to be able to do that and to meet those to meet those um expectations with, with the yes. gospel and with the love of Jesus Christ. So um, that's that's another thing that I would add too. It's just the the value um and importance and and just being that person that is there for them and being consistent with them um so yeah that's excellent so the, if i can put it down in a nutshell you're saying get involved at the university that's close to you uh you're looking for opportunities to meet students you're trying to link up with ministries on campus you're trying to get involved with the uh international student affairs group on their particular campus and you were talking at the end there about 
they may have like a bucket list of ideas of what they want to accomplish oh, yeah. in America. And usually one of them is being in a, an American's home, right. maybe celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas with, with the family, knowing what that's like. And I think I hear you saying that's an opportunity for our churches and for people to, Hey, why don't you come over and we can, and then we walk through and explain to them what Christmas is. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I know you use a little um, assessment instrument as a means of getting to know uh, students as well. Talk to us a bit about that particular tool and how you've used it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Whenever I first moved to Columbia, um, obviously, I mean, I already shared that I had all these different ideas that I could do. Um, but one of the things that one of the things that um, I actually knew that I needed to do first was to um, how, how can I best I was asking myself the question, how can I best to get to know or how to serve the international student community here? And one of the things that I, I compiled was a 12 question survey. Um that, that I use to just ask international students, scholars, and people who already have the influence of international students here in town. Um, just so I can know how, how to best, how to best serve these international students there are questions like, um, what can we learn? What can we learn from international students? Cause that's another, that's another question that I think even, even in this field is, is overlooked because yeah, they can learn stuff from us, but we have to be able to learn things from them too. Um, just so we can know how to best serve them in that way. Um, another question was um another another question was how uh, how can we bet how can we meet the needs of students who are emotionally or financially stressed things like that um that really help you to understand okay this is the this is and this is coming from the perspective of an, of an international student mm-hmm. um so it's really That's helpful good. and I, i've i've been able to learn um things that i didn't even i didn't even think about um obviously the the biggest need is, is English. Um, but there's other, there's other needs out there. Um, like, uh, international student, com- like, uh, leadership conferences or something like that need to be put on, um, things like that outside the box, things that you would never even think about. Um, and it, and this is a survey that I would love to, that I would love to share with anyone who's anyone who's trying to start an international student ministry of, of their own. Excellent. Um, so, and, and I think it's also important to remember, that with this survey, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have in mind at first that this is to get international students in the church doors. Um, mm-hmm. This is to build relationships with them and to build that trust so you can then share the love of Jesus Christ with them. And then eventually, yes, I think inevitably they they will you, they will get to the church doors because that's something that comes from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important to remember too. Good job. So you start with a relationship. And so what we'll do, we'll share that. If you're watching this on Facebook, you should be able to click on the link above the the podcast and you can see uh, the assessment there. And Bradley, thank you for taking that and sharing it with us. But let's think about that assessment. So first of all, you're setting the tone. Uh, I'm looking at what I can learn about you so that I can help you. And so uh, also, though, you're setting the tone we want to learn about you. So that's a good lesson for all of us. Tell me about your country. Tell me about your family. Tell me about what the food was like where you were at. It sounds like you're you're doing this survey to to learn more about the person which shows your interest. Uh, it's kind of like you got to know your neighbor to love your neighbor, right? So 
So you're using that survey in that way. It also sounds like what you're learning from what you've done with this survey, Bradley, is that there are things that we wouldn't really think of that international mm -hmm. students want or need. So they all want to be able to speak English better. So right. we know we've got an opportunity by letting them do that, that it's going to help. Um, we know often they want leadership skills and have they have particular challenges that others can't can't uh, don't have. Let me mention one other thing. I think most of our listeners know I used to work in a university, but always remember if an international student doesn't do well academically, it's not just that you're in trouble for a semester, you're out and you're going yeah, home. That's so true. Yep. There's just a lot of pressure um, and, and not always understanding professors in America and what they're like. Uh, so you really can help them in, in many, many ways. So, well, Bradley, this is so helpful to us, brother. We appreciate number one, the work you're doing. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we sign off today? Yes. Um, I just came to my mind. Like I've, I really want to emphasize the importance of this because like, like we've already discussed the, these students that are coming from other sides of the world, countries that we can get, can get into countries that misrepresent the gospel of Jesus Christ, misrepresent who Jesus is um, things that we value. They, they don't have that. And they come to this again, they come to this country with all these expectations in mind. And I believe these with all these expectations is an opportunity for the church to respond and to to win souls for the nations and win souls to build the kingdom, um, and I it's it's important it's important. The field is white; it's ready. Um, it's here, and they're looking for it. And in amongst they're looking, we can step in. Um, so in whatever ways that you that you can, I, and I and I can help with that. Um, feel free to reach out to me anytime, and I would love to come alongside you in in, in your endeavors to start this kind of ministry of your own. That's great. And so we should mention there is a Reaching College Students Task Force that Bradley's a part of. So if you'll shoot us an email, we'll put you in contact with those folks. And they're looking for opportunities to help churches, help Christians to be more effective in reaching people with the gospel. And so thank you, Bradley, and thank you for what you're doing. And and you mentioned there at the end, what an opportunity. So these students are going to go back to their countries and they're going to be leaders in their country. Right. So if you've reached them with the gospel, who knows what will happen when they go back over a generation of time, what kinds of influence they may have. So we encourage our churches to think about this and take advantage of this opportunity the Lord has given us. Thank you, Bradley, for sharing with us today, my buddy. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And we want to thank you, our listener. We encourage you to take this podcast, share it with someone that might benefit from it. Remember, every little thing matters. Every little thing helps. And we truly are better when we work together. Thank you for joining us today.